Hello. Afternoon. How are we doing? All right. Yeah, I'm good, mate. Yeah. Yeah, not bad. Thanks, mate. Is it another another podcast uh, recording? Another time of te- technical difficulties for Brad. Yeah, I just I just think yeah, it's not technical difficulties. It's just Brad. <laughs> it's not technical difficulties. You're just a monk. He's not used to the rock and rock and roller. Jumping on calls and all the time of life. No, he, he's playing with the background stuff. When he said we should call season one, if we do seasons, technical difficulties, we should call, call it the Brad's technical difficulties. Yeah, we could call it <laughs> Brad's technical difficulties, which had a part. I know, yeah. Hello, lads. There he is. <laughs> How are you doing, Brad? I said quarter past four, so I'm right on time. How are we? Yeah, good, mate. You? Yeah, good. Oh, Brad, Brad, you look like a, um, you look like you've, uh, you look like lost loads of weight. No, do you know what you look like? You look like a, um, like a dishevelled ex-politician that's been pictured in the park, like with your cap on. (laughs) (laughs) There's a mess. I need cutting actually, but. Going to the barbers. Have you lost loads of weight then? Is that what you're... No. I'm still 113 kilograms. I don't know what I weigh, but... I I don't know what I weigh, but I I know that I ate a chicken palm... Half a chicken palmo last night, so... It's not going to be pretty. What what episode are we on now? Four. 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 Are we going to say welcome back to episode four, or... Just welcome back? You do whatever you want, Pat. I feel oh, like you volunteered here. You go yeah, for it. I think we're just, just. Is it being recorded? Yeah. So. Yeah. Well, hello, welcome back to um, to Talking Heads and Tails podcast. Uh, how's your week been, Brad? Yeah, it's been all right. I must say that was very Radio Four esque <laughs> podcast introduction. Um, not very blase. I got told about jazz hands last week, and you just come in and gone. Hi guys, welcome. All right, let's try again. Let's try no, again. No, 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 no. no, 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 no that's the best way to start. <laughs> the worst way to start is the best way to start. So yeah. that is where the ramble is yeah, going to yeah. start. Of. Oh yeah, yeah. We'll but, try something different this week. Someone else, someone else get in. Just do it exactly the, the same. most vanilla. I mean, I know we call you a missionary man, Pat, but that was the most missionary <laughs> podcast introduction I've ever seen. It might as well have had. A checkered shirt on it. <laughs> Pat, never mind about my week. I think we've got a bit digging into your week for for you to give us that sort of introduction. <laughs> yeah, no, absolutely. no, bit, <laughs> bit over, bit. You've you've been bit. spreading yourself a bit too thin, mate. Yeah, potentially. A bit worried about your back doors, aren't you? Oh, that was a nightmare. That's not what I wanted to wake up to this morning. W- woke up, walked through, not feeling great. I'll be honest. Um, look through the window. Get- there's just no gates. How far did they go? I will. Oh, not too far. Anyway, managed to wrangle them. Um, was like, you know, sort of trying to put them together. Next minute, uh, our good friend, friend of the podcast, Jimmy Nick, walks past. Now, oh, nice. I've seen Jimmy Nick about four times in the last month, and every single time I've, I've saw him, I've gone, "Oh, you're right, Jim." And he looked at me, deadpan in the face, right, and just ignored me and carried on walking. <laughs> So I thought, all right, okay, fair enough. 
Um, there's a few times he's had headphones on. I'll give it. I'll give it him to you know. Is that fair enough? Yeah. Well, I'll give him the benefit of the doubt. Anyway, he could see today that I had like 17 bits of gate in my hand. Right. I. Oh, you're right, Pat. Hey, Jim. How's it going, mate? How are you doing? Yeah, not bad. And and then and then I thought, oh, he's just going to carry on walking. He then stops. What are you doing there? And I was like, oh, why is he wanting a chat now? I've seen him four times in the last month. Anyway, went on a bit and, and I sort of just quietly pretended to be interested, but I was like, I need to get these gates fixed. And at the end, he just went, if you ever fancy a pint, mate, just give me a shout and we'll, we'll go. In. And I was thinking, what? Are you mental? <laughs> it's like half nine in the morning. I've currently got a gate falling on me and you're asking me to go for pints for you. He's not the man I expect to be walking around Newcastle at half nine in the morning, to be fair. So I know. Well, he's a reformed man. He's, um, I thought you had... Dent- yeah, I thought you had wooden gates. Is yeah, it- we do. Well, you said... What, what, has it literally broken apart? Yeah, it's like all... It all splintered and stuff. So I had to, like, collect the big bits and put them back on and stuff. It was a bit of a nightmare. But anyway... Yeah, bit of a hangover. But yeah, I had a good, um, really successful... Oh yeah, I suppose, to add to my um, fairly vanilla introduction, I had my leave and drinks last night. It was great. Um, uh, big big crowd. crowd of us. Yeah, just just, just the one other person than, than, than me. So and that's your girlfriend? Of two. <laughs> no, no, Georgia didn't come. <laughs> um, but oh, she so would have... Someone that still works, at, still works at the firm? No, no, they, no. So actually, <laughs> technically, there is no one that I work with currently or have left. That is not leaving drinks. That is going for a pint with your mate after leaving a drink. Let's go in for a pint with a couple of lads that um, you know. Yeah, yeah, oh, not good. That's uh, that's ups- that's upsetting, Pat. Did you have anything? Did you have any any sort of leaving drinks with the people you worked with, or not drink? We did leaving do. We did like a really weird, awkward virtual thing on Thursday night where like eight people dialed on and, and there was long periods of extended silence and like a couple of people were drinking and a couple of people weren't drinking and a couple of people were very obviously answering emails. So it was just a bit bit awkward. Um, but yeah, no, very, to be fair, they've, they had a whip round and um, I got a bit of a leave-in gift and then my card came through today. So it wasn't all bad. What was your leaving gift? They just had a whip round. They they were going to get me a voucher for Evan Cycles, but um, that that didn't work out. So they just wired it straight to my Monzo. So I was like, "Cheers!" Because they were like, "Oh, yeah." Well, they were like, "Oh, should we get you a Halfords one?" I was like, "Negative. Send it to me in cash, please." <laughs> <laughs> That's fair. I think to be fair, like I I recently left a job like what last March. April, May time, and I didn't have anything yeah. leaving do wise. Probably COVID, and probably because I couldn't really be bothered. But I, th- I think leaving drinks are some better left left to later on, like a couple of months down the line, meeting people you actually want to meet from your old job instead of instead of just getting, like I said on your Zoom, where it's like awkward silences. It's just the yeah, people just that feel like they need to be there but don't actually want to be there. Yeah, totally. So, but yeah, uh, I remember the the only leaving drink that I've had was when I had my job straight out of uni and left that. Um, it was in like August I left, and it was in in Salford the job. So we walked down the canal and we just went to the uh, went to the wharf pub in Castlefield, nice. 
and just sat outside there in the sun. And it was just class. Like, what that a place. Brilliant. And it just, like, just thinking back to that memory, I cannot wait for summer. Like, I must have said that about 20 times this week. Ben's probably sick of me saying it. <laughs> but I just can't wait for summer. Beer gardens. Yeah. Rambling. Hiking. Cider. Outdoor camping. Hiking. Yeah. Yeah, a bit of camping. It's getting lighter though, isn't it? Like, like I definitely feel like, what time is it now? Quarter past four. Past like, it's four, definitely, yeah. it's definitely getting like it's definitely on the turn. It's sort of I'm I'm excited for brighter nights as well. It is, but it has, it's going to be windy for the next couple of days, isn't it? Like I was in bed this morning and you know, the wind was like, like being on top of a mountain or something. It was bad. Well, I felt it was bad anyway. What's it like up north? Yeah, it's all right. Like. It's been pretty I mean, windy because of the ground floor. Yeah, I mean, I've got no gates, but... <laughs> yeah, I mean, it must have been fucking windy to break some wooden gates. Yeah, it wasn't. I really liked them gates as well because they were really nicely painted, weren't they? Who did the painting? You what, Jay? Nah, George, it wasn't me. I, I, I sanded them down, painted them black. I was like, yeah, I've done a really good job here. And she's like, I don't like it. I was like, right, fair enough. Fair yeah, enough. Fair, it, did look, it looked class. We went to Ikea today and there was like some prints and stuff. George was like, I was like, oh, I like them. They're quite nice. And George was like, oh, well, I could I could do them. And I was just like, no, no, you won't. You will never do that. Like, let's just buy them because you are not going to find the time to do that. Oh, well, fine then. How was Ikea? It's quite useful. Yeah, um, yeah, it's seventh circle of hell, isn't it? It's horrible. Um, the thing that wound me up today about Ikea is like, I know it's fun to go to Ikea as a child, yeah. But as a parent, like, you shouldn't be giving toddlers, like, you know, the massive, like, trolleys that, like, the oh. flatbed trolleys. Like, oh, yeah. Them around. And I was just like, they're out of ground, too. Like yeah, they are. Um, yeah, for so, yeah. experienced trolley handlers. Exactly. Yeah. They haven't got, they haven't got a, a trolley license. No, no way at that point. So I just was like, they, they, do you know what I used to love, though? Which shop? Uh, I've noticed that Lidl do them. I, did you ever used to go to them shops as a kid where they used to do like the kids' size trolleys with the little yeah. flags? On yeah, Lidl definitely do that. Not that I've been using it, but they are but yeah. cool. The, did you hear about that story about IKEA where the guy went round and turned all the arrows so everyone was just going around in one massive circle <laughs> for hours? <laughs> Class. That's you got in trouble for that, but I think it's quite like got some imagination there to go. I know what to do. Instead of hmm. people being able to find the exit, make them walk around in circles for hours. Yeah, IKEA's next level, like, shopping psychology, isn't it? There's just none of this, like, bollocks of we'll put the expensive stuff up there and then there's oh, cheap yeah. stuff down there. It's just like, you're following this fucking route and you're going to look at every <laughs> single thing we're selling our shop. Yeah. And we're, yeah. not even, we're not even going to try to be subtle about it. You're going to spend four hours here. You're going to be here that long that you get hungry halfway around and we're going to really, really have to eat 16 in. meals yeah and if you, and if, you there. if you do go off the arrows instead of looking at one lamp you're looking at 500 different lamps or different lampshades oh. so every time yeah. you go off the off the arrows it's just to look at more what's on the inner arrows so yeah, yeah no, into Narnia every time. it's serious mind games and i think they've they've also extended it to like beyond the actual physical stores as well have you ever been on the ikea website oh i hate oh, it no it's it. a nightmare. Yeah. And like, well, you have to know what you're looking for. 
Oh, you have to like have the name of it to search it, like straight. <laughs> the little away. code, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But um, what's worse is IKEA customer service calling them up, and uh, they All have like no. Well, they have like exclusively Swedish bands like playing as their hold music, so they just have ABBA for like. Oh, of I couldn't complain bad. about, but when you're hearing the same playlist of songs in the same order for about four hours, about seven times, because they had a really big problem when I moved into my new build house and they didn't know where it was and just never delivered anything, didn't tell us or anything. Uh, so, yeah, that was not good. Um, and it took me about five times to ring them up to try and sort it out. But will it ever stop me buying stuff from Ikea? No. No. Nah. It's just so and, easy and... and so convenient. Even if you know exactly what you want to buy and you just sort of like race around the loop, you'll always stop in the cafe and get 16 meatballs. No, you see, never, I never had them. Match. You've never had them? Well, I've had Swedish meatballs. I've never had Ikea meatballs. Oh. See, I have. But to be fair, I'm not a man of going to Ikea. Obviously, I go with Els because she's like the DIY. But we're not one for stopping for food there. It's, we could try and just get in and out as quick as possible. Well, I try to anyway. Yeah, I'm a yeah. one-pound hot dog at the uh, checkouts kind of guy. Oh, yeah, I've had the hot dog. I've hot never had the hot good. dog. Have you not? No, it is good. They do vegetarian options and vegan options and stuff like that. But yeah. the IKEA I go to, because normally it's at the halfway mark, there's a cafe, isn't there? Yeah, yeah, normally. But obviously, I've only ever been during like COVID time, so that's how the, the middle cafe's always been shut. And by the time you get to checkout, you're probably like, do not want to look at these same, this same blue and yellow sticker in ever again. Yeah. You, 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 you're ready to go by the end, aren't you? You're like, yeah. You're, sort of, oh. you're ready to look around when you arrive, but by the end, you are ready to go. Have you ever seen the cues for people trying to return or exchange stuff? Oh, it's always mad. Look, well, it's, they always go it. outside and it's absolutely carnage. That in itself stops you from sending stuff back. Yeah, I, uh, when I lived in Cambridge, the closest Ikeas were like an hour away. And um, we went on a Saturday night once, height of COVID, like queuing up outside and stuff. And they were like families with like kids running around. And I said to the person who I was with, who will remain nameless, um, like, why the fuck would you, as a family in the middle of COVID, come and bring your kids to Ikea? At like 7 p.m. on a Saturday night. I was like, surely I'm in deck Saturday night's takeaways on, or the mass Singer or something. Just sit him in front of a TV and watch that and just get a babysitter. Yeah, that shouldn't even need to extend to COVID. Like, I, I go in shopping doesn't need to be a family day out. Like, no. go in to buy a lamp, you don't need to bring the kids. Like, just one of you stay at home if there's a two of you, or just figure something out where it meant that you, you don't have to do this. Oh, so tell you what. That would be, I mean, I've not got a family uh, or, or kids, but speaking to other people, surely that would be a good good cop-out for a mum or dad who wants to get away from a stressful family situation. You could just put, put a podcast in, maybe talking heads and tails. Just wander around Ikea, get stuff you Ooh. need. Get a bit, someone, someone in the car park will help you fill your, fill your car if you need a, need a hand. Ikea could be a good po- good podcast song, couldn't it? Yeah, stick it in. You could even you could even be like, oh, it's a good 
good bit of ramble here. I'm just going to test this seat out for the next 15 minutes and just get sit. Out, yeah. Yeah. Get yeah, home. You could... You've been gone there for three hours. Yeah, what have you been doing? Oh, it's been designing our new kitchen. We're not getting a new kitchen. Yeah, but we are now. It's good to design, future, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. does look cool to design your own kitchen, I must admit. Yeah, it does, doesn't it? Yeah. Are you going to um, get a new kitchen in your new place, Pat, or are you going to just stick... I'm Sorry, off, off the top of my head, I don't know what, what it's like. I, I don't think so. I think we're going to probably paint paint the units to begin with and see where see where we go from there. Um, but yeah, I think there's there's other th- there's other things on the priority list uh, before before a new kitchen. The kitchen's actually been done like fairly recently. Has it got an Arja? No, it's got a range. Not anymore. Nice. <laughs> yeah, we'll see. We'll see. <laughs> the fella, the fella, the fella who's selling it wants um, wants me to pay six hundred and fifty quid for a range that he didn't even buy. <laughs> like the previous owner. <laughs> Bought it. He bought it off them, and then he's trying to charge me like six hundred and fifty quid for like a twelve-year-old oven. Like, that is such a woolful. Uh, oh, no chance, pal. Do I buy an oven? <laughs> do I buy something which is quite immobile? Or if I do take it out, it's massively inconvenient for both the, you and for me. Yeah, I have. I have just absolutely called him. Like called called him out on it. Though obviously not directly. It's all been done through the solicitor. But I was just like, no, we'll not be buying that like oven. And like, good luck getting rid of a hundred and thirty kilo oven. Like, it's just no just no chance you're going to do that. Just leave it there, pal. I can't wait to see so you get your inventory of what's being left in the property. <laughs> yeah, and they managed to take it out. And then when we get there, we just find a range cooker in the yard all rusty because <laughs> they've left it out in the rain. Oh, that'd test. be petty. That'd be some real petty stuff. Yeah. That'd be like M62 pettiness, won't it? Yeah. <laughs> uh, how's your week been, Brad? Um, yeah, good. Made better by watching a bit of rugby league today. Um, the Navy Army game, which was, I say, the standard was all right. I think once the Navy got their starting nine back on, they just took control every time. But it's good to get a bit, bit of a rugby league back. But other than that, it's been busy with work. I think the last podcast was only like five days ago. So just get in the blender, don't you? And just get in the whirlwind and go from there. Are you busy, Brad? Yeah. Busy, yeah. Busy, busy, busy. But I have been watching, to be fair, the other night, I think it was on Thursday, was it Thursday off or Wednesday? Just got in, just got caught watching, watching some mountaineering stuff. So I watched a little bit of that free solo, which was absolutely ridiculous. And he's done, he's done like a TED talk, the guy. And obviously, well, he's just making out as if it's obviously hard, but not. Impossible, which technically should be impossible. Did he? Did he camp on the side of the cliff? No, he did it in a day, three did and a half hours. Three and a half hours, three thousand feet in the air. No, three thousand no feet incline up. No ropes. No. And like no, <laughs> like no one underneath him to catch him. Yeah, I mean, there's not much you can do if someone's fallen a thousand feet down, Brad, running yeah. around with your arms like that. <laughs> like a lot of like the stories about obviously the the cameramen, the people, what people there, are all his friends, like best friends, and they know any wrong footing, 
Well, you're dead, really, aren't you? That's crackers, isn't it? They, I once watched a film. It wasn't like a like a, a Netflix film. It's like a YouTube thing with um. It's like a. I don't know what it's called. It's like you know, like, you know, you know. It's not base jumping, like you know, the wingsuits. People like climb up big mountains and then jump off of that. Oh yeah. Suit. The like flying um, squirrel ones. Yeah, yeah. Um, there was. I was watching a thing about a guy who's like he was talking about an experience he had and he'd like jumped off the top of this mountain with his wife and they were flying down next to each other and they're like close enough to see each other and she was like pulling her parachute and it just wasn't and like he was like literally like within 10 meters of her and they were just like flying through the air and he just was like trying like just desperately trying to get like nearer to be able to grab all of her but she just couldn't and like she was just had to then basically like fly into the ground and he like into these like trees and stuff and he had to pull up and like go into his parachute it's just like it's absolutely mad some of the stuff that did she die yeah yeah wow so i was watching based on that so i because i was in like a bit of like a youtube hole i was watching like joe rogan talk to some sas guy about the free solo and the sas guy does that way jumps off like mountains and puts like obviously suit on and just like glides down and he was saying how frightening it is watching someone go up but then if he was stood at the top of the mountain to jump down he's more than he's like he wouldn't even bother him sort of thing which again really yeah it's carnage but i want to touch on joe rogan later actually because he is me and my brother went me and my brother once went up a mountain in canada and like got chatting to this guy he had like a big backpack on and he was like nice fellow and stuff. And like we got to the top and um like me and brother were taking photos and stuff and uh like we didn't really know what he was doing, like like we didn't see him for a little while like taking photos and like looking at the view and stuff, and it was like a sheer drop off the edge of this quite like this mountain. I like turned around this fella's like got his helmet on and this suit on. He was like, Nice to meet you, fellas, and just jumped off. And we were just like, what? what has just happened? Like, he had one of them wingsuits on, and he climbed up all the way up the mountain. And, like, me and my brother were just chilling. And we turned around, and he was like, nice to meet you guys. And it just, like, launched himself up. Wow. That's so we cool. Like, Whoa, that's mad. What was funny about this, um, I've not got his name, the guy who did that free solo, he said he was climbing up a mountain. Um, topless, all he had was his shorts on, and he's obviously, um, he's climbing boots. So he gets to the top of this mountain, you can just hear laughter from like everyone that's on like the peak of the cliff. So he's getting up, he's getting up, and then he climbs up, expecting people to go on oh, no, like what's happened there, but no one even reacts. So he goes, "All right, that's fair." Takes his walking boot, takes his hiking boots, uh, climbing boots off, and starts walking barefoot down the mountain. And someone goes, "Wow, how are you doing that? How are you walking down a mountain with be- with like with like in bare feet?" And he was just like. Yeah, I know. As in, like, that's not the hardest thing he's done, but that's what... <laughs> <laughs> obviously, too much humility to say. Yeah, I just climbed it to, but it is a good watch. I definitely, definitely recommend it. Touching what... on sport bodies. What things are acceptable to do in just boots and shorts and no t-shirt? The first thing that automatically came to my mind was barbecuing, <laughs> surfing. So, ooh, uh, not in Tynemouth. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, you don't. You do not want to go in the north. You will have you. Your nipples will fall off. 
as soon as you touch the water. <laughs> They'll be running back to the car. <laughs> <laughs> Washing a car. That's a... That's no, a you more do topless. Topless. I think doing anything topless in anything in front of your house is always a bit sketchy. If you're in, uh, if you're in your back garden, it's all right doing a bit of, like gardening. You can do gardening topless. Yeah. Um, I remember when uh, I played at Get Ready for a Name Drop, uh, when I was playing at St. Helens Scholarship, uh, my granddad used to take me and it was a sunny day and um, he just got, he just was watching us train and uh, he took his top off. We just sat on the grass, just in some camo, <laughs> three-quarter shorts and some trainers. We noticed up on about 75-year-old, I thought. I looked over. Someone went, who's that guy with no top on, watching all the 15-year-olds play rugby? And I thought, <laughs> I just went, no, I don't know. <laughs> That's good. How's um, your week been, Jed? Yeah, my, my week's, uh, week's been all right. Front... A week or two half, really. Front half was uh, all right. Go out and about. And then um, from Wednesday onwards, uh, was isolated. Because uh, I'm going into hospital Monday. Um, went to Almost Famous on uh, Wednesday night. So that was the last time I really went out anywhere apart from just like a walk around the block. Uh, if, no, if, if you've not heard of Almost Famous, uh, Burger Place in Manchester. There's one in Liverpool and one in Leeds, I think, as well. Uh, unreal, what a place! Yeah. Would highly definitely yeah. famous, almost yeah. famous, sell definitely famous burgers. Yeah, so uh, obviously, we've got uh, a mate, Bowden Morgan, uh, runs the burger reviews, uh, big fan of the podcast, uh, and he also loves almost famous and he's like the king of burgers. So, if that's not uh, an endorsement, yeah, if that's not endorsement, I don't know what is. Shout out the burger reviews on Instagram. Hopefully, they'll shout us out soon. And get us free uh, burgers. Yeah, and get us free burgers. Almost famous if you're listening. We will come. And I'm not getting paid for this. I just like your burgers. But if you want to pay me to say this, happily will do. Uh, with our zero listeners we've got so far. Would you uh, rather be paid in money or paid in burgers from Almost money Famous? Money 100%. <laughs> not, not even I'm not even considering it money 100% uh, but my burger had buttered steak on it beef two cheeseburgers chorizo blue cheese sauce peppercorn mayo oh fucking hell it was absolutely immense that sounds unreal yeah uh, and then apart from that uh, obviously I was, as we we all know from our daily exchanges, we've just been I've just been getting obsessed with Wardle. Is it Wardle, Wardle or Wordle? Wordle? Wardle, Wordle, Wordle, Wardle. Oh, that's serious. Yeah, Wordle. It's probably Wordle. You're right. Uh, but I've currently got a 17 17 day streak going, which, as far as I'm aware, is topping the topping the trio at the minute. Yeah, I do my yeah. private browser, so it doesn't remember. So I've got a zero-day streak. What? Do you, why, what? <laughs> Are you fucking insane? What? Why? Don't like you do everything on your pri- private follow, browser. I everything on an incognito browser. Pat has a false sense of security because he's worked in cybersecurity for the last four years. He's now, everything is incognito, private, apart from his Strava. Yeah. No socials, yeah. Strava. If you want to nick my bike, you'll know exactly where I live. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Do you still go on uh, Tapped Out or whatever it's called? Untapped? 
untapped. That's the one for the beer. No, I haven't yeah. done that for a while actually. I've been I've been trying not to drink too much, so I've been I've been off off the uh, the untap. But occasionally, um, Matt Fry, another friend of the podcast, um, tags me in some weird Polish lager or something, and he's like, "Me." Nice. You've said you're not trying to drink too much, but when you were describing your week, you've drank about four times. Interesting one on Wednesday night. Um, has a bit of a cult following. Plum Porter, have you ever had it? It's big, big Northwest drink in the Northwest. No, I've never had it. Michael Pate, to be honest, mate. Interesting one. It's like alcoholic Ribena. It's interesting. Should worth worth giving a bit of a whirl if you see it on tap somewhere. Only only have a half. Had a half. It did it did me. So where did you have that? Uh, a pub called the Brandlin. Oh, I always get them mixed up. Is it the Brandlin Villa? Yeah, it is. Oh, the one in pub called the Brandlin Villa in Gosworth. Yeah, so down on that uh, double roundabout. If you know the northeast, it's the the worst, the worst roundabout ever um but yeah they also do some pretty pretty incredible burgers um not a sort of big place but normally pretty good beers and then uh, good burgers georgia got a decent one i got a bit of a niche one had haggis on probably not everyone's cup of tea but yeah so we did that wednesday night it was nice it was burns night this week so hey that's why that's why i went for it georgia's not yeah. a fan of haggis so i, I tend to try and get Man, get hold of it when i'm out no, it's not, not tough my list. Really. No, it just tastes like... I don't even know what it tastes like, but one of them when I tried it. Haggis, Neeps and Tatties. No, you're all right. Thanks, mate. Uh, what else have I done this week? So I wanted to... Whenever I've been feeling down... Not down this week, but whenever I've been feeling bored, I've been searching... So I don't have TikTok, I don't have Twitter. Uh, so I've been searching Shepmates... Uh, the two or the two Aussie or three Aussie lads who just um, mime cricket commentating. Oh yeah, seeing that. So uh, with I, the I mullet. In, yeah, yeah. I just got into a hole. I just get into a hole of that. Of, like watching that for half an hour. I mean, there's not that many videos, and they're all quite short. So to do it for half an hour is quite impressive. But I just love the facial expressions they make, and <laughs> just they just like they just seem top blokes. Yeah, it, they're it's... faultless. Them videos as well. Yeah, oh, it's yeah. something so easy, but obviously it works so, so well. Yeah, 100% made by the moustaches and the mullets. Yeah. 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 Shows but, a character, doesn't it? Yeah, it just got me, I was just thinking about it, like, what, like, is cricket the best, like, the best sport to do? For like, for, yeah, for commentary, for, like, like iconic commentary lines like for I mean obviously like in this country um, like NASA uh, commentating on Ben Stokes is heroic so like the Ashes and then like the Cricket World Cup win uh, by the barest of margins I know uh, obviously it was a Kiwi that, that did that but like there is some absolutely iconic iconic cricket lines I think I think also as well you've got to be pretty pretty talented person to commentate on cricket for like hours upon hours over a number of days like you know obviously obviously they do rotations and like they have a break and stuff but like you've got to have some pretty good chat to be able to like 
just sit in a box with because it, you know like let's be honest it's a great sport but it's not the most exciting like it's not exhilarating like there's exciting moments of it but there's long periods of you know you just having to fill the time and some of the chats just absolutely top notch yeah. is there anything over a five day spread over a five day period that can be exciting or exhilarating for the full five days um, I think the Dakar rally must be pretty exciting that's probably over five days yeah, we're talking. We obviously we did the um, sports doco comment chat last week, and I did think about the Dakar rally. That'd be a good one, or it would probably. Like, I'd be shocked if they were not made one already. Uh, so we could actually try and try and look at that. I tell you what, I'd like to do, and maybe we could we could we could set our goals on it, doing it in the future. I'd I quite fancy doing the. Um, there's like a rally. It's like a, a like little car rally, and you have to drive from like the UK to Mongolia, and then you just like leave the car. If you get to Mongolia, you just like leave the car in Mongolia and fly back. But like loads of people have done it to raise charity. It takes like six weeks, but it looks unreal. It'd be great to make a doco of that. I think that would be pretty sick. That's um, one for the spreadsheet, but maybe yeah. a bit out of our budget at the minute. But when we get uh, some yeah, funding, we can, we can go in my. Um... Can go in my clear when it's uh, coming to the end of its life. Uh, one other thing uh, about the sports commentary is I was thinking there's some some pretty iconic rugby league. Uh, we'll speak about rugby league. This will be a good segue. But I feel like the wide to west commentary, commentary is iconic. Being a St. Helens fan, and obviously like Rabs in the NRL, I'll send you the link of like the best Rabs commentary. I just think that's like his voice over over in Oz for the NRL. I don't you probably didn't watch the video because I just send random links into our group chat all the time. But yeah. he is the boy. One commentary that sticks in my mind is when Rooster scored and no, when the bunny scored in the last minute against the Roosters. Yeah. When it, when they had like a stupid comeback. So mm. uh, you've got there's a few things rugby league wise which would be obviously got the get him off. Yeah. Um You've got Farrell losing. Farrell's lost it, which is against yeah. Saints in the Challenge Cup. But maybe it's something you can you can line up. Jed's just trying to build loads of commentaries and just you'll need to grow your mullet back out, and we'll get the yeah. uh, get the TikToks going. Um, I would love to grow to regrow the mullet, but I think it's a chapter of my life because of everything that it represented around my life at that time. <laughs> but, um, I just need to close the door on it, and 2022 is not the year of the mullet. Might go a different way. I might go skinhead. Yeah. I mean, I was I thinking can, of that. I can, I can tell you now, my hair at the minute's not not getting me anywhere um, in the dating scene. So might after might after mix it up. Are you ever worried though if you go if you if you shave it all off, it's not going to come back. That's my. I was just Worry. about to say that, Brad. Actually, like, does it does it not grow back? Like, the, is it never the same again if you shave it all off? I don't know. My dad used to have really long hair, shaved it off, and was bald ever since. That's pretty harrowing stuff. I don't know how they're going for that. To be honest, yeah. So, touching on some sport from the week, did you watch the uh, tennis this morning? Nope. Did you not? No. Uh... I watched the Pakistan Super League instead, but I did see the result. Uh, and is it good for Australia that Kyrgios has won? 
Um, I think it's good for that. Um, uh, well, either way, and Ozzy was going to win, weren't they? So he, he's just a well, he's like a star of the sport, but he's like a star outside of the sport for people who aren't interested in tennis. I imagine those inside tennis, the tennis world, aren't too keen because he's so outspoken. Yeah. But I think probably looking in, maybe for Australia, you've kind of got a catch-22 because that um, Barty one, didn't she? She's an absolute superstar over there now. Am I right to say she won Wimbledon? Yeah, yeah, so she she's won Wimbledon. So, so that's two Grand Slams this year. Yeah, I mean, it is good. But what I found um, mental is they were a wild card pick, weren't they? Kyrgios and... Uh, the Kotsalaka. We call them Special yeah. K. Special, special K. That's their nickname, isn't it? So, Special K. Yeah, I think they were. They beat... Um, they must have been about wild, wild card pick because they beat um, number one seed in, I think it's like the last last 16 or something. Yeah. There's so, how does the wild card work? Yeah. How does the wild card work? So, I think Pace is picking up the numbers, wasn't it? Yeah. So, do you know how when Djokovic um, got got uh extradited or what what deported i don't know i don't know the right word kicked out do you know how narbrad like, you got narbrad yeah there were <laughs> um the minister were just like nah i've got the power i'm going to i'm going to kick you out i'm going to narbra you uh he he basically pulled a deportation wild card on djokovic i just think they basically get together and are just like all right who's in what special care they're, they're just, yeah, go on, he's Australian, we'll let him in. So basically the opposite of what happened to Djokovic. Yeah, do you want to play? Yeah, all right, we'll let you play. Yeah, yeah. I'd, I'd love to see, like, I'd love to see him do it at Wimbledon, like, go down the road to, you know, like, Harrow, like, in some proper rough boozers in, like, North London, and just be like, all right, we've got a wild card spot open in the men's singles, who wants it? Do you know, get some get some proper men of the people in. Have you ever have you ever heard that story that Harry Redknapp tells? I think he told it on the Jonathan Ross show about like he took um he took the West Ham team to somewhere like Derby County and there was like a, a Hammers fan in the crowd and he's like got tattoos on his knuckles and he's like serious, serious like West Ham fan. And he was like, That that lad's crap, get him off. I could do better than that. So Harry, uh, Harry Redknapp apparently turns to this lad and he's like, "Come on, then, I've got a, I've got a kit and some boots here. On you go," and then um, put him on as well. So that, no, I'll, uh, I'll send you a link in the chat to that. Unreal. Yeah, I think I've heard that story. I think the last thing you want is an, like an hard man from West Ham playing centre midfield. Because I mean, yeah. I think Newcastle will take everything they can get at the minute. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they'll yeah. be they'll be in a strawberry before kickoff asking if anyone wants <laughs> yeah. anyone wants to start centre back because they've missed the transfer target. Got yeah. to be either twenty nine or thirty years old. Any any yeah. other age region is not for them. We've got a pair of size nine boots. Who wants who wants a game? Yeah. You have to just be a little bit receding. You have to <laughs> yeah. You, yeah. You can't be too young. You can't have that you... much of a future ahead of you. Yeah, yeah. Or you could be Jesse Lingard. Um, yeah. But hopefully that never happens. But he's like 29, 
Yeah, he's still yeah. I suppose he's not he's not young. Do you know what Jesse Lingard? Uh, well, no, I don't want to pay. I, I think it'd be stupid to pay sixty and a half million quid for a loan <laughs> to the end of the season. I think what is it? Four and a half up front, and then twelve mil if you stay, if you stay up. up. Yeah. Well, it could be four I and a half. Just, just to be fair. Yeah. I love how you're assuming you're staying up. <laughs> yeah. Don't know. But you're looking a bit too optimistic there, Pat. <laughs> I don't know. I think it's hard. To, it's hard to tell. We covered this last week on um, pod. Just sort of looking at the table, it's so hard to like understand who's actually where based on yeah. everyone's played like so many different games. I don't think I, I quite like that idea of having to pay 12 mil if you keep short because oh, it's obviously it's good for United, um, getting the 12 mil, but for you to stay in the Premier League this year, especially after just being taken over, it's worth more than the 40 million you get for staying up. It's worth like probably like hundreds and hundreds of millions, you know what I mean? Yeah, it probably is. Um, don't know. I just think it's a bit cheeky from United. Yeah. He doesn't even get a game at United, like. Yeah. No, he doesn't even play. That's Stephen Jordan on um, Top Sport was saying United aren't a charity. They, sh- they should be able to, <laughs> they should be rinsing teams like Newcastle because in a few years' time, Newcastle will be overtaking them with the money they've got. Everyone's just bitter, though, aren't they? Yeah. With this sort of like rhetoric about Newcastle's owners being so rich and stuff like every single football club's owner apart from probably Burnley's they're all like multi-multi-billionaires like yeah, Aston, Villa's, like Aston Villa's owners together. are absolutely ridiculous I'll send you a link there's a list of how much um, worth the owners of teams in the championship are about four or five are worth over a billion pounds really? yeah yeah that doesn't surprise me the money in English football is just absolutely stupid. It is. It's daft, isn't it? Yeah. Um, back to the tennis uh, before we talk, before we get into football too much. Will you be watching the men's single final tomorrow, Brad? Is it tomorrow or tonight? It, to be fair, I've literally only just clocked that. It was Nadal v Medvedev. I've not even... I've been proper zoned out, but then I've been in the loop mainly on just the men's doubles. Yeah. I think I, I, I think tennis in the UK is only ever interesting. Well, apart from when um when that, when the girl won the Ronakani. Well, yeah, when Fala's she won the Fella's just been convicted of stalking her this afternoon. Oh really? Yeah. Yeah, so well, when she when she won the open at New York New York Open, that was like peak, peak British involvement in tennis alongside Wimbledon. I think anything other than that. Because we're not very good at tennis, really, are we? Apart, apart from when Andy Murray added a little streak. And it, if we're not very good at stuff, we don't really support it, do we? Did no. you play tennis at school? Like, we never did. Like, we never played tennis at school. Like, it was no. just not... Like, I just... I think it's one of them sports that... It's not. It's not like uh, modern pentathlon or anything. But like, I don't. I just don't think it's very accessible for like everyone. We never did it in PE, but I did actually play on the um, school tennis team. Did you play? What tennis just randomly pitched you over hat? That's like going no, down no, to the no, strawberry no. and going. Anyone want to play tennis? <laughs> <laughs> I was actually. I was actually all right at tennis compared to compared to the average Joe. I think there were like six people in the team and you, you were like seeded. 
uh, and then like, you played doubles and singles against the other people's seeds. And I was always like last seed, but I just did it for the crack. Oh, playing tennis is, I think all, most racket sports are quite good. I think squash is a bit too draining. Badminton's good to play. Badminton's. Squash is good fun playing. Yeah. I like table mm-hmm. tennis. Yeah. Well, racket sport. I, I couldn't name a bad racket sport, actually. Real tennis. What? What is in the tennis that we watch? No, no, real oh, tennis no. is like squash, but with bigger balls and bigger bats, bigger rackets. But not against the wall. Yeah, it's weird. Yeah, oh, so right. what Henry VIII used to play. But then lawn tennis came out because it was um, it was more accessible for the middle classes, and they could they could buy a, like a set with a net and some balls and some rackets, and then set it up in their front garden. So it's real tennis, like posh per posh person tennis yeah it's a posh person version of a posh sport do you remember going to long benton training ground brad and there's like the like the big hill that goes from like jesmond down to south gosforth yeah it's like a warehouse on the right hand side that's a real that tennis vaguely. club yeah who oh, is it yeah. yeah like real tennis was like there was like the society the real tennis society at uni and there was you know, just that like one that you'd look around when you went around freshers fair just being like how are you a thing just like 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 the polo society like how how do you exist i i always found going around like them freshers fairs like a question don't i obviously don't you need your own horse for a question yeah but they they were just they just different gravy some of them southerners at uni weren't they <laughs> yeah but remember what there's a british guy who won the modern pentathlon in the olympics didn't they you know? And I was just like, no one does this in PE. Like, no one rides a horse they've never ridden before then runs 5K with a gun and shoots, the, like, like a musket as well. It's just like, right, okay. Imagine if you were, like, 12 years old and went down to one of these, like, posh, posh boarding schools. You'd stick out. Even at 12, you'd just be, like, in a world of your own. There's a school near Georgia, like, where Georgia grew up, where Georgia's like, oh, yeah, when, when term's back on, um, like it's a nightmare driving around here because all the parents are bringing their kids back to board, but like they're all pulling horse boxes because they're all, all the kids have like horses that they bring back to school. That's it's like Hogwarts. I've just got no words. It's madness, that isn't it? Yeah, my favourite thing about going around Freshers Fair at uni was definitely signing random people to yeah, society. yeah. That was what, fun. What was the best one we did, do you reckon? Fencing was a good one. Yeah. Like signing like politically politically outspoken people to the opposite party they <laughs> followed was always a funny one. Yeah, it was. And just signing Bowden up to everything because everyone knew his email. That was also funny. Yeah, that was good. That was good. Um apparently right. Fresh is fair, like obviously during COVID is just done online and it's just not the same appeal, is it? Nah, mm. I always loved doing freshers fair. It was always such good crap because they'd always say like maximum two people and we'd have like eight people behind our table. Yeah. I think when, when I went freshers fair when I was a fresher though, I'd walk, I probably walked around it for like five minutes. I just wanted to find sort of like, I knew I wanted to play rugby. So I signed up for rugby and then I went, nothing else is going to appeal to me. Like, you signed, no. Did you sign up to that one where it used to be like a random meetup where they'd message you at a random time? Like the for a random place. Yeah, you got to get that. What? The 20 Minute Society. That's weird. I yeah. always used to like the um, 
the careers fair as well because you literally just open your rucksack and walk around and just scrape loads of stuff in and be like, right, Freebies. that's all my pens, pens my, for the my, year, yeah. pens, my pens, pencils and rulers for the year. <laughs> um, Brad, why yeah. do you look like something out of the Blur Witch Project? I'm getting darker <laughs> and darker. Yeah. Let me put the light on. It's not that dark here, right? <laughs> I can just I can just see your face. Nothing else. I know, yeah. All right, uh, sport. So, what's what sport? What sport shall we start with, boys? So we do a bit of a shout, out, a little bit of a shout out to rugby league because you mentioned it before, Brad. Um, just, I think it needs to be. I can't believe we've been four episodes in, and the only thing we spoke about with rugby league is a drugs drugs issue last week. So it's off season, isn't it? <laughs> it is off season, yeah. Off season scandals galore. Uh, so yeah, army, Na- army v navy went to Golden Point. The navy, um, navy got over the line. If you'll pardon, it was nice at the end, though, wasn't Golden it? Though, Point. yeah, they were all lined up for the drop goal. Didn't fancy it. No, just... good play. That very, very good play. Oh. He was, he was easily one. He was easily the best player on the pitch. So I wanted that. Uh, Navy's number nine. Yeah, he, he was good. I think. Um, one thing that I would say about the game is, like the army played so much better rugby. Like the shape was better, they looked more organised in attack. But the navy just they just didn't go away, and they just was like they were just like, like load of hard bastards who just trucked a bit of nut. And then at the end, the nine gave the biggest narbra ever. Yeah, to... <laughs> that was the most ridiculous show and go. It's like done in slow motion. <laughs> he like he literally got the ball, turned round, and went. Mm. Nah, bruh. <laughs> just saw a massive, <laughs> and the hole is like was massive. He's like, yeah, yeah, fast, so good. But uh, it's always good, especially in Challenge Cup, to have like a close game. Uh, obviously, I think that was the first Army v Navy game in since like what 1960s or something. What in the Challenge Cup? Yeah. So yeah. that was it was a moment of history, really, wasn't it? But it's good, good that it was close and not a massive blowout. Um. Good to have nice rugby to back on the TVs, yeah. Nice to see that they were playing it in um, the rugby league sort of uh, massive, massively popular area of Aldershot. Aldershot, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I remember like, um, right. okay. the Navy play, obviously, in the Navy, Naval Grounds in Plymouth. And, like, if any of the North, well, if any other rugby league team, apart from maybe London, uh, draw, like, the Navy away, it's, it's always just a massive trek. Imagine going from like Workington down to Plymouth. The night before, Jab, isn't it? Yeah. But yeah, yeah it is far. Be a good bus, a long way to bus go. trip back, though. Yeah, ah. it'd be a good laugh. Imagine thunder, thunder drawing. That'd be a flight job, won't it? Oh, yeah. 100%. Probably be easier to fly. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, so on the rugby league horizon. Super League starts in 10 days. And then the NRL All-Star Games in two weeks. Championship starts this week. We've got our boys playing tomorrow. We do. Uh, Championship's next week. Challenge Cup tomorrow, oh, I'm not sure. But Bass is playing Ooh. tomorrow. And so are Keithley, aren't they? Oh, it might be. Might have got it wrong. Oh, yeah, because I think in, I think it's the next round, the uh, championship sides... Are in the Challenge Cup. 
Ah, okay. But yeah, so, we're, I think we're looking for. Go on. Do do Brad and I need to shout out by our game pass for the All Stars game? Um, it no, I'd be on TV. On Sky, to be fair. Be on Sky. Be on Sky. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, that'll be on Sky. So just, I mean, probably Sheffield in the Championship and Keithley in Champ One are probably one of the few teams that all of us will be supporting because Super League we have different teams, NRL we probably have different teams, football different teams, NFL different teams. Yeah, well, I, I can't argue with you there. I think League One got to go for the Cougars. It's their year every year. Um, Championship Chef Eagles, no real other affinities there, is there? No, no, definitely not. But I'm uh, not sure so, what sort of horse will be back in in the Championship with Sheffield, considering the squads of Featherstone and Lee. My lose. No, it's losing it's just a well, just gone up, but looks like they might be going straight back down. I might actually be ruined saying that, but yeah. All right, you mark the day. 29th of January. Brad has made an early call <laughs> before one ball is kicked. That's a loser going down. Just looking at the rugby league tables on the Sky Sky Sports website, they've not reset any of them except for League One and Super League. I don't know why they haven't done champion the championship. Right, it's a bit strange. Um, our man Lev's game has obviously been postponed for today. He, had, he was away at Hunslet while well, he was meant to be, wasn't he? It's tomorrow now, isn't it? Is it tomorrow, is it? It's meant to yeah, be. I think so. Nice. And yeah. I suppose if with Plymouth, with the Navy Splate playing in Plymouth, people are going to have to get used to going down to Cornwall now that they're playing in League playing One. Playing in League One, yeah. Yeah, very true. Is it this year they're coming in on from next season? Surely this year. next season. That's something I was going to bring up how a well, semi professional and you're doing like open trials, it's not it's not going to be pretty, surely. It'll be like West Wales all over again, won't it? Well, they'll be playing West Wales, so at least they're not going to go, go be shoehorned into Super League as like a franchise sort of thing and see how they go from there. No, yeah, well, but West Wales were like getting absolutely spanked every single week, weren't they? Still do, don't they? Wouldn't be a bad uh, way trip, though, would it? Like when when Lev goes down, if if it's sort of nice, I wonder what time of the year it is. He'll be having a game against them. It'd be good. It's yeah, too far. Away. You get south of fucking Macclesfield, and you get a north. Yeah, game. you're like, whoa, too far yeah, there. It's too far down south. If you're getting away day in Scotland or something, more than happy, but going all that way to Cornwall is a journey. But yeah, I think um... I do worry for Cornwall considering they did only do the trials two, three weeks ago. So yeah. they've not made any like big name signings either, have they? Not really many people that I know. No, because it's the same company that did the Ottawa, isn't it? Yeah. But Ottawa made some big signings because the pull of living in Ottawa to somebody from the north of England a lot better than yeah. people have lived in Cornwall. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So it'd be interesting to see. So, nice to see rugby leagues expanding its shores a little bit. 
Yeah, it's going to be the same as like Hemel and stuff like that, though, isn't it? In two years, and Gloucester will used to be semi-pro. In two years, you're not not going to be anymore. But hopefully, they prove me wrong. Um, so, last thing that I've got on rugby league is the Joey Leilua interview. Obviously, Joey Leilua played in the NRL, played for Canberra. Did he play for the Roosters? I think so. And he played for West That's... Tigers. And Knights. So he's just played for West and he's moved over to Featherston for next season. And uh, which is strange going from starting more or less in the NRL to playing championship in, in the UK, which is not a good as good a standard as the NRL uh, in Super League, never mind the championship. Have you seen the interview, boys? No. I have. Do you, think he'd, do you think he'd been to Featherstone before he signed to them? Well, well, I think that's one of the, got to say on the interview. <laughs> that's one of the main conversational points. I think he's not even googled Featherstone or what part of the what part of the country Featherstone is in. He's not seen a photo of Featherstone. He's just, I think he's just been wool pulled by his manager who's gone. Oh, speak to these lads. The managers won the treble before. Yeah, Quite a reputable manager. Managers, yeah, one of the most successful managers in like Super League history. Probably emphasised it being him being a Super League manager. <laughs> prop, prop, like probably overpaid. Massively got him convinced, and then he's come over and he's gone. Ah, fuck. Yeah, he um he wasn't even aware that they weren't in the Super League. You kidding me? No. No. So in his his words, he said something like, it, it, "Ultimately, he's gone. They like acted as if they were a Super League team so much. He thought they were a Super League team. <laughs> That's scandalous, isn't it? I love it. Yeah, and then he was saying how like his home is nice and cosy. He was saying it's a bit different to that of Sydney, which honestly, Feverson and I've never been to Sydney. I don't think I've ever been to Feverson, but." It only I've takes... been to Featherstone a couple of times and I've never been to Sydney, but I sort of, yeah, Sydney seems pretty nice, let's put it that way. The, the strike the beach. two different places. <laughs> Very. <laughs> but, I mean, he probably won't be living in Sydney. He might uh, not be living in Featherstone. He might be living in like one of the nice one of the nice towns near it, like Pontefract or Castleford. <laughs> Maybe even Doncaster is lucky. <laughs> But yeah, I mean, it was just that. I mean, I need to put it down in our well, link for the chat because it is my favorite. It's, it's my early favorite for Woolpool of the year. What? Yeah, it's Woolpool a, it's by st- Feverson Rovers yeah. to sign. Strong contender, isn't it? Yeah. Because another thing, Pat, he kind of said he went with Feverson because of how, because another Super League team. I've been told of how much of like a bad bloke he was. Like toxic. <laughs> yeah. So at the same time, I think he's like, ah, oh, if this Super League don't, team don't want me, I'll just go to another Super League team. It'd be all right. That's unreal. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. So um, it'll but be he's... interesting to see how long he does actually stay. Yeah. He signed well before Christmas too. Like he's... He had that boxing match against yeah. was it Hetherington. Yeah. 
So maybe he took a punch or two and then forgot about who he signed for. But who just doesn't Google it? Like, I even Googled Featherstone on Google Images and thought, nah, don't want to live there. <laughs> but, like, they've, they've got a decent following, Fev. The ground's not, like, amazing. But it's, like, deep, got, like, a decent-sized stand. It's probably, like, better than Hulk KR's ground. And they're a Super League team. Yeah, it's got, I think it's got a, I think it's got a really good ground in, like, like, because it's not a big place, is it? It's got like a big ground oh, yeah. for like the, compared to the size of the town. Yeah. But, yeah. Wait um, till he gets his first flat cap. I think he might be um, be convinced then. Yeah, he gets one of the match and gets a and has to down a mug of Yorkshire tea with a flat cap on and I'll whip it by the side of it. Bit of string. It yeah. is funny you say that because if you do actually Google Feverson and go on the images of the first three rows about six are the same sort of like castle <laughs> and then everything else is left to your imagination yeah I mean yeah, it's, it's, it wouldn't be my but to be fair like as we said they're probably favourites to go up this year because of signings like that because of signings like they've signed Riley Jacks who was who's been in the storm system which is just mental like yeah imagine going from being Coached by like Craig Bellamy, playing with like Munster, Jerome Hughes, Pappy, and then going to play at a suburb of Castleford in Yorkshire. Yeah, well, it does sometimes beg belief with regards to some like NRL players when they come over, as in you don't he... have a clue. <laughs> a you don't have a clue, but Riley Jackson is what twenty nine, like. Has he come over for last, it, last... Yeah. Oh, I did not know that. <laughs> so, what has he actually come over for? I remember when Salford had a player called Jack Littlejohn that came over. Honestly, he wouldn't even get into nil starting 13. Where's, oh, I'm just having a Google here. Where's Riley Jacks played? I'm doing some Dioring. Melbourne, Gold Coast, Melbourne, Featherstone. He's only he's, he's twenty nine. He's only ever played forty eight games. Oh for Christ! <laughs> played two games for Canada. Scored four tries. They Lord no. But you've got obviously be playing. It's good that he's played in the system, and then he'll obviously have played reserve grade at the same time. Yeah. Oh yeah, that's not. He's a Canada international rugby league footballer. Never trust anyone that's played for Taylor three international. He played in 2015 for Canada, and he started his Melbourne career in 2017. <laughs> <laughs> that just doesn't make sense. <laughs> yeah, not uh, not sold by that signing, but the Cuthbert one's all right. Bit of experience up front. Yeah, they got they made really good signings, like proper like Super League signings. It's just. How McDermott goes coaching a little from a coaching a club from a little town as opposed to Toronto. Yeah, but Leeds is only a little town, isn't it? And they did well there. Yeah. So what sport <laughs> we got this weekend that we should be covering then? Um 
this weekend. Uh, the NFL playoffs is probably my highlight of the weekend. Apart from the England T20s, I'll probably watch as well. But the NFL's probably going to be the highlight of my weekend. Personally. Yeah. Can we first touch on last week's yeah. probably best four games? Of any sporting round, like, ever. Yeah. Was It'd be hard to beat it, wouldn't it? Yeah. I mean, out of three, three of the games when were won with the last kick of the game and one went to overtime, which is just like shows how close like all, all the teams were in standard. But it's just mental. Yeah. And like the comeback from the Buccaneers and obviously that that throw for the Rams to get in position for the three pointer. Yeah. Yeah, but I just I just wanted Tom Brady to do it. Like I just think it would back just, to back, it yeah. It would have just been back to back. Go out, go out on top. Talks him retiring anyway, but like that comeback would have just sealed. It would have just put a, a very big cherry on the top of a cake of an amazing career. But like, it would have just been incredible if, if they would have done that comeback. And I was gutted that they didn't. Yeah. How? How? Gutted, do you think you would be if you were a Green Bay player last week? As in being first seed, being favourites to beat a 49ers seed team, which nobody really saw get into any championship yeah. game. <laughs> Ball goes up, touchdown. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. The, uh, You'd the, be gutted. The blocked punt. Yeah. But, like, speaking of Green Bay, does, like, people are saying, was this Aaron Rodgers' last year at the Packs? But not too sure. Is he going to get back-to-back MVPs? He's a very, very good player. I find it very strange that he hosts Jeopardy, which is a <laughs> game show in America. <laughs> I didn't know that. Does anything in America surprise you? No. No, yeah, it doesn't. But looking, looking forward to these two games, the Bengals versus the Chiefs. It is Bengals-Chiefs, isn't it? Uh yeah, Cincinnati. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, Are they the, so just touch on this Burrows v Mahomes? Yeah, in the sem in like the quarters, them two literally controlled both games. With just their their running was absolutely ridiculous. Yeah, yeah. So I think it will be a good game because obviously two two big quarterbacks. I don't I don't know if anyone actually saw. Bengals getting this far, but they signed, they drafted Jamar Chase, didn't they? Who's ended yeah. up being it's an been ridiculous unit. Yeah. Like, just absolute next level. And then Rams versus the 49ers. I can only see that one going one way. What? Which Rams. way? I mean, I, I think... to be fair, though, yeah, yeah, to be fair, I was thinking that with um, Green Bay versus 49ers. So, you never know. But, uh, yeah, I just think the Rams' defence is just looking short. Yeah, I think my dream final, from like a fan's perspective, will probably be Rams v Bengals, just so someone new, someone different. Yeah, are you on the uh, May Holmes hating train? No, I like him. I had, we did the fancy draft last year, and he was my first pick. I, I got first first pick in the first draft. And instead of yeah. picking McCaffrey, I picked Mahomes, which 
to be fair, I think he won me a lot of games last year. But yeah. I, I like him. I think that video of his partner spraying champagne was comedy. Yeah, Have you I seen it? Funny. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, right, yeah, I like him. I like him. And he's up he's like unreal. He's he's like an unreal athlete, isn't he, really? Yeah, I think him like the franchise quarterbacks that have come in the past like five years, like Lamar Jackson, Mahomes, Josh Allen, Burrows, Patrick Herbert, Burrows. Burrows isn't there yet. Is this Burrows' first season? Is his rookie year? No, I'm sure. No, I'm sure Burrows is like 29. What, Joe Burrows? Is it UCL two years ago, wasn't it? I'm going to deal with this. Yeah, well, he's 25. Ignore me. Is he Baker Mayfield that's older? No, because Baker Mayfield's still quite young. 26. Oh, yeah, fair. But yeah, them two, Kyler Murray. Like I, I feel like compared to the old generation of Brady. quarterbacks, yeah. yeah, Brady, Rogers, Big Ben, Rivers, Drew Brees, like who's the one at the Broncos? Mayfield, yeah, the brother, Eli and Peyton Manning. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think um, quarterbacks with running games make for much better watching of NFL. Definitely, it opens a, opens a different avenue, doesn't it? Like you'll never yeah. see Tom Brady go for a run because he's so immobile, isn't he? Yeah, I think. Um, I mean, I could be completely wrong here, but uh, the commentators were saying that, like this year or last year, Brady's rushed for eighty-one yards all year, and it's like the most he's rushed for in a year in like ten years, and like Josh Allen can do that in like a game. Yeah. I just think it's a new wave, isn't it? I, I sometimes, yeah. like, when I'm watching NFL, and obviously the quarterback's got a ball in hand, and he's got no one in front of him for, like, even to, like, the 10. You're like, why are you not running? Just run, yeah. But they're frightened again. Absolutely cream cracking, aren't they? Yeah, that's why they if they do run, they always just, like, slides, don't they? Yeah. Technically, this is Burroughs' first season, because last year he got a knee injury, so he only played 10 games. Yeah. Oh, he did his ACLs, didn't he? Yeah, RIP ACLs. But yeah, so uh, Super Bowl, who are we calling? To get to get there and then to win. Let's put it on the line. I think Rams. To win the Super Bowl again? Yeah. Pat? Who do you think they're playing? Um, I think they'll probably play. play... Mahomes and crew, if I had to put my money in. Yeah. Pat, you got any thoughts? I think you're on mute, mate. You, what, your mic doesn't seem to be working. No, Good man. effort. I think, I, I think I'll go uh, Bengals in the final. Not winning it, though. I think they'll... I don't know. I don't see the thing is. I don't. I don't know. Yeah, but the thing is, I just don't know. Okay, then let's say Bengals 49ers in the Super in the Super Bowl, and then 49ers to win it. I do like that. I like that as a show. I saw a video of George Kittle after the after they lost the Super Bowl a couple of years ago, 
uh, and like when he was on the pitch, he was like, nah, I'm going to be back here. I'm going to get my vengeance. I'm going to win it. Like, I'm going to do this again. And I was like, fair folks. Like, to call fair that way. So, uh, yeah, I mean, I'm going same final as Brad Rams Chiefs, but I'm going Chiefs to win. Interesting. Yeah, Chiefs are odds on favourite, looking at the bookies. Yeah. Um, but, yeah. So, that's NFL. So, I just want to briefly talk about the BBL. Okay. Because uh, it was the final yesterday. Scorchers beat the Sixers. Um, Laurie Evans uh, scored 70-odd for the Scorchers. English lad, so he basically won them the game. So that's nice to know that uh, an English alpha is going over there and showing all them Australian beaters how to play T20 cricket. Um, (laughs) But the semi-final was called the Challenger. And I just thought, what the fuck? Like, it just doesn't make sense. Just, yeah, why can't you just call a semi-final a semi-final? But what was the final called? The final. So were both semi-finals called the Challenger? No, there was like, it was like there was like a pre-semi-final, and the winner of that went straight to the final, and the loser played another person in the Challenger or something like that. Like, like a winners and get... a losers bracket. Yeah, I don't get I sort of understand why stupid like competitions. Sorry, Pat. Uh, that just have like insane playoff structures. Why can't you just have semi-finals and final? Now that you've explained it, I now understand why they've called it the challenge. But I do agree that it should just be a straight pyramid. Yeah. Or ones I do like are like time. the. N- uh, the NRL, where you have like your top four have a bye first round, yeah, your bottom four playoff, and then it's just like a pyramid after that. And you, you do get... give like some sort of reward for like the top four because if they lose, they get a second yeah. bite of the cherry. And this yeah. is a bit off topic. I watch quite a lot of like, um, like competitive Call of Duty, and that's always stemmed around a winner's bracket and a loser's bracket. Very, you very that quiet, yeah. You do well, what, Brad? I watch competitive Call of Duty. <laughs> and by watch it, like, all the time. Well, when it's on. What do you watch it on? What do you mean, when it's on? <laughs> Prime time Sky Sports spot for competitive They do, Call like, of Duty. seasons. So, like, e-gaming is massive, obviously, at the minute. And they do, like, a... It's called, like, the CDL. So, it's, like, a season. And, like, there's different... There's, like, 12 franchises. It's, like, 25 million for a spot. So how does it, how does, how, like, what do they play on COD? Like, so they'll play, so it's best of five. First and fourth map is hard point. Second and fifth map is search and destroy. And third map's control. Right. All on console. Yes, well, no, they play on computer, but then have like a controller. Right, got you. And but then, um, interestingly, Microsoft had just bought Call of Duty. Mostly, have they? Yeah. yeah. That's really interesting because Microsoft now owns some like the well, the biggest game labels, so they own Halo. Now they've got Call of Duty and Microsoft just not to run shit. See, but, I've never been like I've always gone PlayStation because I've always liked the games that they've done. Like I'm not a big Halo fan. No. Well, but that's that's pretty big big change. 
Um, yeah, going to uh, watching competitive Call of Duty. Do you like have like a basement that you've not told us about, which you just like <laughs> go and like sit and drink like drink soda and eat popcorn and watch Call of Duty, uh, and then do, do you also you Twitch out like? Well, I think well, I think I'm 113 kilograms just living the American st- American lifestyle in the UK. Els answer the door. It's my pizza. <laughs> it's just like just like the life you live that you don't tell us. <laughs> it is a life I live, definitely. But we all them weird sort of. You get hobbies. caught in some serious like YouTube or like you watch. You get into like uh, there's like a Logan Paul interview you were watching last time at yours at your house, and you were just like absolutely enthralled in it. And now it was like Bradley, come outside. The weather's nice, and you were just like, nah, well, give me a minute. And like I saw you pause the interview, and there was like forty five minutes of it left, and I was <laughs> like, there's not a chance he's coming out in a minute. No. Um, I think the American lifestyle is weird, isn't it? I think they are interesting, and I think probably with the growth of podcasts, we're getting people more our age and more our sort of thought processes, more aligned with us sort of thing. Uh, this is what I wanted to touch on, like, the amount of sick that Joe Rogan's getting at the minute. Have you seen it? Yeah. No, I haven't seen any of this. I mean, I've seen, like, that everyone wants to basically cancel him off Spotify yeah. on Twitter. And is it because somebody got kicked out off Spotify for saying something about the vaccines and then Joe Rogan's still on Spotify, but someone guested on his podcast being like, oh, and just basically like completely disregarded all the vaccine boosters, blah, 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 blah. Well, no, I, th- I think it was him himself like disregarding it. Someone was, oh, okay. something to do with like an illness in a child. I don't want to. I don't really want to get into it. But I think it. I, I think if you ban one person for talking about it, it's you kind of got to look at the bigger picture, aren't you? Yeah, I mean, I just don't think. Yeah, I just, I just think, unless something like really offensive or illegal, like Spotify should just should kind of let everyone do what they want to do like freedom of speech yeah. into like unless yeah. they're inciting violence or like racism or anything like that like obviously there's rules that you need to apply but like obviously i'm like yeah like i, I don't hearing that without knowing any of the details like, i do think that like people talk some absolute rubbish based on very little fact on podcasts like we are now um but i think like I don't know. I can see Spotify's angle as well, though, because it's potentially damaging, isn't it? Like, loads of people listen to Joe Rogan. Like, if there was, like, someone that, like, had 50, like, 50 regular listeners and they were like, don't get a vaccine, like, Spotify probably wouldn't, yeah, wouldn't, wouldn't, uh, wouldn't get rid of them. No. I was kind of, like, on the back of that, I was watching, like, a Ricky, Ricky Gervais sketch earlier. And it's pretty much saying, if you see a poster saying, Does, do you want guitar lessons? You don't bring the person who's doing guitar lessons and going, I don't want guitar lessons. You don't have to voice your opinion when looking at a poster. So it's like the same with Twitter. Like, if you don't want to respond, or if you don't like what's being put up, like, you don't have to sort of comment on it. Yeah. I think yeah. also, like, people surround, like, people 
create followings like like with social media like people get caught in their own like bubbles of the sorts of things that they believe in so like i just don't get i just don't understand why people get so, so upset by it you know what i mean when it's like yes there's going to be a cohort of people that are anti-vaxxers but like do you follow a load of anti-vaxxers and don't believe like if you follow loads of people who are anti-vaxxers and they and you don't believe in that and it's pissing you off just don't follow them yeah don't listen to it yeah definitely i mean some people like i just think some people just need to just get a grip and just as you said brad just like nobody cares about your opinion just don't put it online like i was i saw something about um like i think indian cricket fans are just so bad for it on like english cricketers posts like if you look at the replies, like either like the ECB or in cricket, there'll be loads of like Indian cricket fans like being like like just putting like random stuff, and I'm just like, what? Like it just doesn't make sense. Yeah, I've noticed that, and I don't even watch cricket. Like there's always like a debate on. It always gets to a de- debate on like Indian greats v said nations greats, and just trying to like, outsmart each other. I think some some social media platforms shouldn't like allow. So like, I was reading a article on a local newspaper based in the northeast, and it was about some criminal case. And like, there's a there's a there's a section at the bottom where like people can comment, and like, it was just getting pretty ugly, and people were saying some things that you're just like, mm, you probably shouldn't say that, like, yeah, on a public platform. But it's also like, I think the platform hosts should also be penalized for like even allowing that like you shouldn't be able to read an article and then comment on it and be like i don't know say like voicing your opinion over the top of what's been stated in the in the in the article it should just be like yeah this is the article if you've got a problem with it you can make a complaint but don't like don't use well, it as an opportunity to like especially on twitter that is being like subscribed a little bit so Say if I Everton do a tweet saying front Lampard's a new manager, or they probably wouldn't, especially if Pereira got the, got the new management. They wouldn't let the only only let you can put a feature where you only let people that follow you or you follow them to reply. Ah, uh, right, okay. And That's because Everton Everton got themselves in hot water, didn't they? Because they asked people to send pictures of loved ones that had passed away to COVID, and someone sent a picture of Anne Frank in, and then it made like a montage that went out on Twitter. Did you see that? Yeah, well, it was a case of like during COVID where you got to like print off, um, yeah. like put a, put a face on like a fan in the crowd, and they did it in like I think they did it at all football events, and it's really bad, <laughs> really yeah, bad, really bad. It's like stuff like that is like of really bad taste because of obviously like what I'm Frank represents, but like on the flip side, if you pick the right person, it can be really funny. Oh, because very, like, very funny, yeah. I know that um, a local paper, I don't know where, um, put a tweet out basically being like, oh, have you got, like when it snowed over Christmas, like, oh, have you got pictures of your kids in the snow? And we'll like kind of do a bit of a feature of like people playing in the snow. And someone sent a picture of Hass Buller in and it made the paper. And I just think that's absolutely brilliant. <laughs> yeah, it's all about taste, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So some people just need to be more tasteful. Take a leaf out of our books. Um, 
I speaking about being tasteful. Um, I don't know why why that was a segue because it's definitely not. Um, I was more thinking talking about being politically correct and inclusive. Uh, Heather Knight, what she's done in Australia in the women's ashes is amazing. 168, not out, I think it was, but unfortunately there was a lot of rain today and it's only a four-day test anyway, so I think it will end up in a draw, which isn't good. But do we think that the women's ashes or women's test match in general should be five days? Because at international level, I definitely think they should be. And should yeah. the barriers not be in by 10 metres? The boundary, um, sorry. Yeah, I mean, like, the boundary thing, I'm a bit, like, ambivalent against, like, I don't have as much of an opinion on that. But, um, yeah. I, I think, think if it's... it that's much, I think. Especially at, like, professional level, like, bringing the boundaries in or leaving them out. Like, if you're hitting a ball and it's going to go for four, 10 metres or no 10 metres, it's probably still... Like, like, it, like, it's not like a nasty village wicket where the grass is really long on the outfield like it's going to roll you know I don't I, like I don't see many shots hitting women's cricket where I'm like oh that that wouldn't make a men's boundary like it would yeah yeah I think it's more just a conversation of why it needs to be no yeah I mean I do think it's a, it's a good point like but but yeah I think uh, Catherine Brunt got a five for in the first innings uh, she can swing the ball she can oh, swing that knot. Can she? Like, it's madness. Like the seam, like sh- the seam positions she was getting was just absolutely insane. Uh, I do love the women's England team. I think I think there's some really good personalities in there as well. Yeah, I do. Uh, so, I think the all of the personalities that are playing in the there's quite a few. Uh, there's a there's a bowler from South Africa who played in. The team that won the hundred. Oh, oh the hundred. Uh, was she the captain? Oh, yes. so like cap or something. Yes. Yeah. 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 Um, she's class. She's unreal. Like, there's some yeah. such good, like, really, really good personalities in in the um, in like women's cricket and also like the hunt. Well, what will be the hundred when it kicks off again in the summer? Um, yeah. Are we going to try yeah. and get to a game? Definitely. Yeah. Couple. Of I like camp. it. I like the format. Yeah. Could do could do one in Leeds with the West Yorkshire Club and one in Manchester with the Ormskirk crew. Yeah, yeah, definitely. That would be good. Um, we're going to try and get some blast games as well. Maybe be a bit good. Of county championship now and again. So make yeah. sure you got your socks and sandals ready for that, Jez. Yeah, well done. I'm just going to take a copy of the the copy of a newspaper. A newspaper. Sure. I actually have an ECB tie. What? Really? Yeah. What? My my dad had an old one. He said it was from like he said it was NASA Hussein's old tie, but I'm not sure if it was. But I'll get I'll get a photo of it for you. That's unreal. That, You'll have to wear that. So that is some Brad, if we go to the if <laughs> it we go is, to the championship, you need to wear um like really baggy shorts, really long socks, a pair of sandals, a hat. And wear like a really old shirt and wear your ECB tie. That would be brilliant. I'll show yeah. you. It's got the um, so the three lines all over it, and then navy behind that, and then like a yellow stripe. Wow. Yeah, that's class. That's um, pretty cool. That is could be on eBay actually. Yeah, I mean, I think you could go to Antiques Roadshow. Um, 
funny stuff in the week. Anything else have we got, boys? I mean, there's definitely one thing that sticks out for me. Go on. Go on. Don't leave us on edge. Oh, well, it's on the notes, and I didn't put it on. Somebody else did. But the fact that Sonny Bill Williams has been in Morecambe. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. I just, I, it's quite old, really. Is he? It's quite yeah. old now. Old news, really. But, like, that picture of Sonny Bill Williams out on a six-mile run around Morecambe, I just thought, I can imagine there's better places to do training camps. No, my yeah. favourite photo was, I think, whoever's been in the training camp, and you just got big John Fury top off in the background, <laughs> look, large as life, just not giving any sort of care in the world. Yeah, yeah it's good it. that I like it. Out of anyone involved in the sport of boxing, I think John Fury is the person I'd want to fight least. That's including <laughs> yeah. any professional boxer. <laughs> not only fighting, but wanting any sort of trouble with, because you would not yeah, be able would. to sleep for the rest of your life. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, what was funny about John Fury, is I was going through like some of like Tyson Fury's like Twitter videos and stuff. And obviously... It, Tyson and John have been like training with each other, and there's a video of like Tyson just laughing at him, and John's John's nose is over here. <laughs> <laughs> so Tyson's going, "What's it like taking a right hand from the from the uh, from the heavyweight champion of the world, the Gypsy King? What's it like?" And John just like, "It wasn't a right arm; it was your forearm that hit me, and his nose is just splattered." <laughs> <laughs> But no, sorry, Bill Williams training. It's the Joseph Parker link, isn't it? That has probably gone down there for. Yeah, I rate it. I, I mean, I massively oh. rate it. Two the superstars of world sport. And then also, Dwayne The Rock Johnson did an Instagram story on Tyson Fury because Tyson Fury did a video on mindset. And then The Rock said, Rock did like a, a minute long video about what Tyson said and I think they were citing Muhammad Ali, so that yeah. was also absolutely bonkers. Yeah, I saw that, and I was just like, "What the fuck has <laughs> this world come to?" And um, but yeah, I mean, and I saw it because Tyson Fury tweeted it, being like, "Game knowing game," and I was like, "What? <laughs> <laughs> How is one of the best boxers ever to probably live?" Uh, are you Tyson Fury's really changed my opinion on him. I used to think he was a bit of a bit of a just like a bit of a circus act really but now I really respect him as a person and as an athlete I love um, him yeah and of course you do uh, yeah yeah but yeah surprise um, surprise but like him and Dwayne The Rock Johnson Hollywood actor and sports entertainer I was just like what <laughs> it just makes zero sense yeah but um, there was the news, obviously, that Fury, Fury and Dylan White um, has been announced. But I mean, I'm not a massive, I'm not a massive boxing fan. Oh, not fan, but like I'll only watch the big fights, and I don't really keep up with what's what and who's who. Um, but surely that, for me, it, is White really a title contender? Brad, you're probably best. Uh, yeah, I know John boxes all right, as in probably something probably my second sport for since growing up. I think it's it's very weird because he's literally he's been number one contender for almost what seemed like an eternity for like four or five years. So he definitely deserves having a title shot. But after being knocked out by Povetkin 
that raised concerns as obviously the standard he was at. So he's next in line, so it's good good for him to have it. He's just he's probably moaned a little bit too much and probably it probably right to moan, but he's got his shot in the end and but he's probably getting it through gritty teeth, really, because the purse bids went up. I think the purse bids went to forty-four million, which was actually the highest ever purse bid for a heavyweight fight. The previous one was thirty-one million dollars, so they're making history there. Decent bit of cost, then. Yeah, it's a huge amount of money. That. Yeah, I think Frank Warren outbid Eddie Hearn by about eleven million. Christ. So normally, when That's you go to purse, so the reason they've gone to purse bids is they couldn't agree on a split. However, now that it's gone to purse bids, the split is 80-20, so in Tyson's favour. So, Dylan, I'm not sure how much... It's Fury lost. Like, it's not, it's not results-based. I, I didn't know this about boxing, so it's not a results-based split. Oh, so Fury what, the money? Yeah. No, so, champ- so when it goes to mandatory, so in boxing you either have mandatory or someone you want to fight yourself if you're the world champion... When it's mandatory, the governing body sets the split. Now, Dylan White's issue, or they either set the split or they agree before purse bids. So they come to an agreement, it doesn't go to purse bids, but if it goes to purse bids, then there's a a set split in place. Now, Dylan White's issue is he's taken the WBC to court about not getting his mandatory in time to fight Wilder and then also to fight Fury. So now that he's taken WBC to court, the WBC have gone. They could have done any split from 60 40, 70 30, 75 25, but they literally gave him the worst one of 80 20 if he went to purse bids. So I think Tyson's getting like 30 million, 30, 33 million, and Dillian's getting 8.2. I mean, still a fair chunk of change, but. There's a reason why Tyson Fury's been doing videos to Eddie Hearn saying he's a shit businessman and just laughing at him. That was, that video was quite funny. <laughs> yeah. So, so, from perspective, he deserves a title shot. It could be quite brutal, the fight, though. Yeah. So, what, what do you think is going to happen? White, Fury, Joshua, Usyk, and then the winners of them two fight? I think Fury will knock White out fairly convincingly, and I think Usyk will beat Joshua again. Yeah. Um, Was it points last time? Yeah, but I I don't. I'd like. I'd probably say points, but it matters how Fury, how Joshua fights. Yeah. If Joshua comes out and tries to bully him, it could be over quite quickly. Not quickly, and but it could blow his load. And we all know what happens when you blow your load and you try to fight. Can't do much. No. What's uh, no. I thought it was quite funny, though, on the Sky Sports report. Um, they were getting quotes from Vitaly Klitschko. And I couldn't help but think, has he not got other things to be worried about at the moment? Like, no. mayor of Kiev. Oh, yeah, what do you think about um, us fighting Joshua again? You'd just be like, mate, I'm not I'm not in the position to talk about that right now. Yeah, he's in Imminent politics over there. He's like a mayor, isn't he? He's the mayor of Kiev. So, like, he's imminently, well, apparently so, going to be invaded by Russia. Like, 
honestly, that would be like that would be the email that I'd definitely ignore. Yeah. <laughs> Sky Sports emailing me, being like, what do you think I, about this? I don't know much about that Russia and Ukraine stuff, but haven't Russia always just had hundreds of thousands of men on that border? I think it's interesting one. There's a good podcast out there called The Briefing Room. Just check it out. That gives you like a half an hour like detailed analysis of like Crimea and what happened and like between Russia and Ukraine. It's decent. Check that out and then we'll... Yeah, I, I don't want to yarn about that now because knowledge is... I don't think it's one to just it. brush... It's not one to brush over and it's not one to dive into. Scary, it's scary though as well. Oh, frightening. Mm. Terrifying. Yeah, On that note, poli- I was going to say, I think politics is something we should very carefully uh, <laughs> tread <laughs> on. Yeah, I think the Joe Rogan chat is probably the height of our limits, yeah. maybe. Um, yeah. On that note, Brad, enjoy the cinema. I will. Actually, lads, with it being quick five minutes, end of the month, first month of the year. How have our goals been going? Do you remember what we set? Um, I, I don't remember what I set on here. <laughs> yeah, same. Uh, I think we need to... Did we, did we write it down? We should have wrote it down. I've Somebody been smashing my walking each week. I think I'm getting in the, the steps that I committed to. You said 50,000, didn't you? Yeah, I've been doing 50,000 pretty, pretty regularly. Yeah, yeah. Getting 50,000 in. I've been right. hiking a fair bit, so that's one of my goals. Nice, like it. I've not, however, and I was thinking about this midweek, we all kind of committed to, not a writing a journal as such, but, well, yeah, pretty much writing journals or writing like notes and stuff, and I've not done one. No, I've um, been bad at that. I'm gonna. So, I'm sort of saving that for my new job, though, to be fair. Yeah. I do have a diary, but I only write in it when... It's more of a um, it's more of a coping mechanism when my anxiety is playing up. Yeah, um, but I've not had to use it this year, which obviously is a good sign. My goal, I think, was just to be settled and happy, which I feel like I'm doing a bit more. Which is funny me saying I feel settled with me moving out of Manchester for four weeks, come Monday <laughs> or come Tuesday. But where are you recuperating? Uh, more parents. Oh, I, was, I was going to ask that, but I didn't think when we being in a flat with Ben would have been the ideal rehabilitation zone. Yeah, uh, yeah, definitely not. Mate, honestly, from after next weekend, I'll probably be good and good and ready to go, so you can come down whenever. Because you've got two weeks off, haven't you? Yeah, I'll come down one of them days. Even I've got a bedroom to paint. But yeah, I'll come down midweek and do something. Yeah, yeah, definitely. It'll be good. Uh, the parents will like to, like to see you as well. Yeah, that'd be nice to see them catch up. Yeah, so uh, so yeah, we can definitely do that. We'll just see how I'm doing. Maybe the back end of that week, but yeah, we'll see. Um, but yeah, is that us? That is us. Yeah. Have a good week, lads. Uh, yeah. We'll see you next week. All yeah, fit too. well and across the country. Yeah, enjoy your night, Speak boys. Soon, boys. See you, boys. Bye, bye. Oh, he's not gone. Oh, he's not done it. He's not done no, it. I thought he was gonna do it. So for listeners, because we'll definitely keep this bit in. So for the past few weeks, whenever we've said bye, me and Brad have stayed on to just have a little bit of a debrief. And every time without fail, Pat's just completely left the call <laughs> and just not been involved in anything. 
Last week but he yeah. did come back, but it was in. No, I've come back. I've come back a couple of times. Come on. No, yeah. just once. <laughs> but, okay, so now it's time to go. Bye. Yeah. Speak soon. Um, all right. All right. Thoughts, boys.